Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Commute podcast. I'm VM Campos. This is the podcast you listen to on your commute during my commute. So let's get on the road. So on today's topic, I wanted to reminisce about growing up in San Diego, California, and what were the local comic shops that I frequented back in the day. So if you hear the inaugural episode of this podcast, you get the origin story of my comic book collecting. So a little bit of that will overlap with this episode. Now, I started reading comics pretty seriously in 1987, and it was Amazing Spider-Man. I really jumped on uh, into the world of comic books uh, during the, the heyday of the suppose it was the latter days of the heyday of the dark turn in comics in the 80s, late 80s. And so I picked a heck of a time because the first storyline that I read was Marvel Comics Amazing Spider-Man. I'd known about Spider-Man before 87 because uh, my first comic book was Amazing Spider-Man number 266. I think that's from maybe 85, 86 or so. But I started to collect comics, read comics in 87. And it was with the Craven's Last Hunt storyline, which crossed over into Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man. It was an epic six-part series that crossed into all of the main Spider-Man titles, except I suppose Marvel Tales, because Spider-Man was also somewhat headlining that at that point. And so, you know, it might not have actually been Amazing Spider-Man, because as I said, they were alternating between Amazing, Spectacular, and Web of. But in any event, I remember seeing the first part of that story on the on the spinner racks at 7-Eleven. So in a sense, the first comic shop that I would frequent was 7-Eleven, the spinner racks. Uh, they don't have those anymore. So for you youngsters, you're not gonna see that anymore really, I guess that you'd buy comic books at 7-Eleven, at least not in my area nowadays, anymore in the year 2016, um, nearly 30 years later. But I wanted to get the first uh, issue of that story, and I was bugging my dad to get it. We didn't get it. Eventually said, okay, let's go and buy it. And when we returned back to 7-Eleven, eventually, it wasn't there anymore. It was the second part. I was highly distraught. But he was like, no problem. There's a comic shop near here that we can try. 
So I thought that was amazing. And we went to it. And so my early comic shop experience, first comic shop is Omni Comics. Now it's no longer there. And they closed it, I feel, a long time ago, maybe even before the turn of the century, which is obviously funny to say, but uh, 19th century, 20th century, 21st century. So sometime maybe in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, this place closed down, but it was Omni Comics. The building is still there, but the shop is long gone, and I think it might be some sort of tax prep office. The 7-Eleven near it is still there. I should visit it for old time's sake. Um, but Omni Comics is where I had my first introduction to Marvel Comics, DC Comics. Those are the two that I really remember were, were there um, that that shop was specializing in. Obviously, it was a comic shop, so it was in the direct market. And it must have gotten independent comics, but I don't remember there being independent comics in that shop. I remember it was Marvel and DC. And that's why I started to pick up my Marvel comics on a regular basis. I remember picking up uh, Macross, the early issues of Macross. So I guess, I guess they did have independence because that was a Comico comic from the Comico company um, but I remember seeing there the death of Robin a death in the family right the death of Robin uh, storyline from around that time and I remember seeing a few trade paperbacks back then the trades were much less common they wanted you to buy the floppies and business was good that way nowadays business is better with trades but back then I remember my dad bought me the saga of the alien costume trade and that collected several issues of spider-man were after secret wars 1984 of course not the 19 not the 2015 one uh, spider-man gets his black costume which is an alien symbiote which eventually becomes Venom, one of the great Spider-Man modern character, modern villains. But my dad bought me the Saga of the Alien costume there at Omni Comics. It was pretty amazing, and I remember I I bought it, but I never really read it. It was just too much to read for some reason, and I remember flipping through the issue and seeing these stories and characters and Mary Jane looking very young and Peter looking different and I never really read it I still have that book and I have subsequently read it but I remember it was sort of this mythical thing that I had for a long time and so that was Omni Comics rest in peace it's the my first comic shop I don't know I don't recall who ran it, uh, what they looked like. I don't remember anything except the place. Another comic shop that was of my youth was one a little bit further out of Imperial Beach because Omni Comics 
was uh, located basically where I grew up in Imperial Beach, which uh, the town motto is the most southwesterly city in the continental United States. But venturing out, because uh, Imperial Beach is a bit of a, it's sort of like an isthmus in a way, in that there's just one road in, one road out, well, two. But it's not like uh, a hub where you can enter it from all four directions. You really can only enter it from, from the east or the north. And the north is through Coronado, which would be through the Coronado Bridge, which at that point had uh, a toll. But anyway, the next comic shop was one, I believe, called Amazing Al's. And that one was over at was over uh, in uh, in Chula Vista at Broadway, uh, I believe near the corner of Broadway and F Street in Chula Vista. The building is still there. It has been updated. And now it's a taco shop, unfortunately. And that one, I don't remember when it was founded, but it was shut down in the, in the 2000s. Um, I don't know, 2005, around there, maybe later. And that was a shop that I would like to visit once in a while, but it was a little more out of the way, so I, so I didn't as much. I remember one thing that sticks to my mind is buying Jim Mahfoud's Stupid Comics, number one. And this was after 9-11, because he had some stories in there about it, his uh, personal recollections and experience having to do a cross-country trip from New York back to California after the attacks. I remember buying that. I remember seeing a lot of cards, comic cards there, independent books. That one was a fun one to visit, but I really felt there was a hole in the wall because the entrance was sort of at an odd angle, whereas most you would enter and look straight forward and the whole shop was there. This one you would enter and then turn left and then the shop was there. Kind of hard to describe, but I remember it being different than other shops. They also had figures, uh, so maquettes and such. And that one was a fun one to visit. I picked up a lot of books there. That one went out of business at some point and they had a MySpace. As I recall, they might have had a MySpace or was it an early Facebook? Not sure. So that would mean that maybe they were there a while. Facebook, of course, was founded in 2004, but it didn't become really public to non-college students until maybe, I don't know, two to four years later. And I'm vaguely remembering that Amazing Al's had a presence on Facebook, maybe on MySpace. And it was something about save save the shop and that the owner was having trouble something like that 
another shop that I would frequent back in my youth was uh, south of Amazing Al's. This one was on 3rd Avenue in Chula Vista. It was near a, a strip mall next to Kmart. Nowadays, Kmarts are very, have really lost all their luster. There used to be plenty of them roaming the land and now they've dwindled. And there was a Kmart there on 3rd Avenue. Uh, 3rd Avenue near Naples. The building is still there, unfortunately, very decrepit. Uh, it's That Kmart's been gone for a while. And sometimes I really wish I could place dates e easier than I can. But I lose a lot of the details of things at times. And that could be a portent of things to come in my old age. And so that might be part of the fun or the anguish of this podcast in that I don't quite remember the details. And you're either... Uh, oblivious to it and don't care or you're yelling at your at your at the podcast that you know the answer and so anyway this shop was called Empire Comics and it was near that Kmart on literally I would call a strip mall it was a mall it was a strip of shops going from going from um, going from the 3rd Avenue to the back of that block where Kmart was. And in my recollection, because that shop hasn't existed in 15 or 20 years or more, uh, in my recollection, it was a really long strip to get back to, to the shop, to the comic shop. And that one, I, I remember pretty well that it was another small shop but I recall that that one seemed to focus a little bit more on independent comics. I'm sure they had the Marvel and the, and the DCs. But what stands out at that shop is they had the alternative items, such as Peter Bagg's Hate, published by Fantagraphics, I believe. So, what's the character's name? Buddy... Buddy Boyd? Is that it? But anyway, Peter Bagg, who of course is still around, uh, he still publishes uh, comics. I don't think he's done hate in a while, but I see his name often on in Dark Horse, Dark Horse's creepy anthology. And it's the classic Bagg style. Now, apologies, I don't know if it's Peter Bagg or Peter Beige or Peter Baggay. It's B-A-G-G-E, I'm gonna say Bagg, Peter Bagg. So I remember his comic, Hate, which was uh, obviously dates it as the grunge movement, 90s, early 90s, mid-90s. Unfortunately, I never bought those, those comics. I would have loved to have those first editions, alternative press comics, independent press comics. I never bought that. What I also remember seeing at uh, Empire Comics is Bitchy Bitch. I don't remember at all who was the author behind it, but I remember Bitchy Bitch, and that was, I can picture that. I never bought those either. 
uh, but I can picture it in my mind. It was a very scratchy underground style to it. And the main character, I suppose, Bitchy Bitch, had very saggy breasts. They were literally knocking at her knees. Uh, that, that comic was there. I think I remember Elf Quest. And so, you know, independent books. That's what Empire was all about. Oh, and the business card. I remember the business card had... On the, on the corner it had Cerebus. Cerebus the Aardvark. So, of course, one of the kings of independent comics from Dave Sim. Published by Aardvark Vanheim. I never got into Cerebus, but I remember reading theoretical articles about it, and I never really bought them. I guess they weren't quite available in most of the shops I visited, perhaps. I have a couple of Cerebus here and there, and of course one of the big phone book ones for Volume 1. Pretty entertaining. It's one of the ones on the bucket list that I gotta read. Those big volumes of Cerebus. Just like one day I'm gonna read the big volumes of Akira. I've got the first one, which I read, but I never read the others. And uh, so, again, I'd love to find out more of the history there of that shop. And I have a contact, which I'll talk about later, in the world of comics, that uh, I might hit up, hit up for some information. Another shop, also on 3rd Avenue, but a few miles north. This one was on 3rd Avenue near F Street. So, relatively close, within a mile of Amazing Al's. This one is called Comic Castle. And that has an interesting story that I'll get to later. The second half of a story. The first half is that... So, Comic Castle, I remember visiting that. Very cool shop. Uh, all the new stuff at the front. And back issues at the back. The back issue area was a little bit more unkempt. The front side had the newest stuff. I don't remember picking much stuff up there on a regular basis because at a certain point, I stopped being a very regular comic shop customer. As the previous podcast says, I uh, was more into Spider-Man for a long time, from about 87 to 92. And then I started to kind of drift away and then I started to read Image Comics for, for a few years. Then I started to read Lobo comics. Then I went off to college. Uh, I went to UCSD in 96, and then things really broke off, so I didn't really buy comics for a while. But I guess I popped in and out of them, and Comic Castle was one that I visited once in a while. I remember buying, uh, let's see, this was an independent book. Uh, let's see, I think I bought uh, Lenore uh, from Roman Dirge a while ago. Um, I bought uh, Where's It At? Pussycat. Very fun, independent title. I don't know the creator. I don't remember the creator or the publisher at all. Uh, I bought issue one and then didn't get too many after that. I think I bought one there called Killing Girl also, which I enjoyed, but I never picked up the rest. Or I might be confusing. Maybe I got Killing Girl elsewhere. So again, my timeline of of Comic Castle is way off. I've got to ask my contact, maybe, 
it'd be amazing honestly I would think I would love to create some sort of short documentary film about the rise and fall and rise of comic shops in San Diego because there's still there's still plenty of these out there but we'll get to that a little later these ones of my youth Comic Castle being one of them I remember buying going to the back issues section and buying Chippendale uh, number one from Disney Comics so I've got that Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, number one and then of course years later so that was a back issue from 1990 years later at another shop that I'll talk about later I bought Chippendale Rescue Rangers number one from Boom Studios uh, so that was amazing that was 1990 2010 so literally 20 years separating issue number ones of Chip and Dale different publishers so that was uh, Comic Castle they went away of course and they became uh, I don't know what did they become I have sort of like a vague recollection of uh, perhaps being a uh, a realty a realty shop a realty storefront there were a couple more so moving on there were a couple more comic shops in the area I don't remember their names one was back in Imperial Beach where I grew up on one of the corners where Omni Comics was Omni was on the was at an intersection basically and it was on the southeast corner this shop was on the northeast corner. I don't remember its name. I remember it being small, and I remember it mostly focusing on 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 comic cards and probably Pokemon cards. So this was about 95, 96 when Pokemon cards started to come out in the U.S. I guess maybe a little later when I started to see, visit this comic shop, and I didn't visit it very much, but I remember visiting with my youngest brother. So it must have been for comic cards. I don't remember buying much there. I, I think I remember magic cards at that shop and maybe even a Star Wars collectible card game there. So I, I, I highly think that might have been like more of a card-centric shop. And at one point, yes, you could make a living, I guess, having a shop purely selling cards. Another one that I don't remember its name was a little bit further out of Imperial Beach. It was on Saturn Boulevard and Imperial Beach Boulevard. If I if I forgot to say earlier, Omni Comics was at the corner of Imperial Beach Boulevard and 13th Street, I believe, or maybe 9th Street. Anyway, further east, then we get to Saturn Boulevard before we get to the highway the the five California I-5 and on Saturn Boulevard and uh, Imperial Beach Boulevard there was this there was this comic shop what I remember about that one is I would visit it when I started to look into more into the uh, image comics this newfangled image comics um, a little bit before that too because I remember they had spider-man number one and this of course you might know it as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. This was the new series from Marvel. Started in 1991, maybe 1990. 
It was the series that they basically put on Todd McFarlane's lap. Uh, superstar Todd McFarlane, uh, who of course worked in DC Comics and Marvel Comics and created a new look to, to, uh, to Spider-Man. They gave him a run, his own book, Do What You Want, with Spider-Man. And I remember seeing the Platinum Edition. So expensive. I don't remember how much. Probably $80. Uh, and I wish I had it. But I never got it. What I remember about that shop, it was pretty spacious. Uh, it had a lot of stuff, top to bottom. And I believe they had like a, a sculpture of uh, like a Spider-Man sculpture on glass. It was like a glass etch sculpture. So I wish I remember the name of that shop. Long gone, of course. In more modern times, a shop that's been around a while uh, is Comics and Stuff, a big name in the world of, of comics in San Diego. They've got probably six branches or so. And I remember they were at Plaza Benita, a big shopping destination in, in Chula Vista. And they were there for a long time. Uh, relatively small shop, but packed to the gills, really packed. And as I finish my commute, the last uh, comic shop that I'll mention in its current incarnation is Rising Sun Comics, currently found at the Mission Valley Mall in Mission Valley. But they've uh, been around a while and the owner, um, Edwin Sherman, very cool guy. He's had comic shops since the late 80s and I got to get him on this podcast to reminisce. But he, uh, he has, he's had different shops in, in Chula Vista, Spring Valley, etc. And he had one at the Mission Valley Mall in the early 2000s. I remember I would visit it. It was pretty cool. And uh, a few years later when I would return, it was no longer there. So he then eventually moved across the street, opened up a new shop there, was there a while. And about two years ago, um, some shenanigans happened with the shop, uh, with the property owner, and then he opened up again, uh, triumphant returned back to the Mission Valley Mall. So he's there now, and uh, he prides himself as San Diego's smallest comic shop. Uh, it's small, but it's uh, run by some great, uh, some great people that love comics, and they've got a bunch of great titles there. So check them out at some point. Tell them VM Campo sent you. They'll say who? And then you tell them, oh, VM Campos, famous podcaster. So that's uh, basically my recollection, uh, my trip down memory lane of uh, comic shops in Southern California. Uh, share your experiences with your early comic shop, uh, buying adventures, and uh, do that in, in the comments. That would be cool. So I'm at the end of my commute, and um, this has been VM Campos for the Comic Book Commute Podcast. Drive safe. See you next time.